Hello and welcome to the Garden of Eden podcast. I'm here every week to discuss all aspects of health and wellness to try and provide you the best information and inspiration to start living your best life today. Today's episode, I'm going to talk all about sleep, why it's so important, some of the ways not sleeping well affects your everyday well-being, and some tips and strategies to help you start sleeping better. From my experience, the conversation around sleep is usually something along the lines of, oh, I only need like five hours of sleep, or I can survive on four hours of sleep, and that's always driven me crazy. Sleep is one of the most essential functions of the body, and I believe it's part of the foundation of living a healthy life, which I think more of us need to focus on establishing that foundation to build off of rather than trying to decide what we want to be doing with our lives. Our lives are a house that we build ourselves, and most of us get caught up staring at the ceiling going, well, I guess this is as high as I can go rather than looking at the foundation and going, okay, how can I make this stronger so I can build even higher than I thought was possible? Don't settle for building a bungalow. Start building a skyscraper, guys. Sleep is when your body goes into a regenerative cycle and works on repairing and refreshing the body so it's ready to go for the next day. Much like a computer, if the body has too much going on, it can be difficult to put it into sleep mode and it ends up negatively impacting so many other aspects of our well-being, such as emotional stability, decision-making, fine motor skills, motivation, energy levels, the list goes on. Trying to get things on track while not sleeping well or enough is like trying to ride a bicycle without the front wheel. Technically, you can do it, but it's way harder than it needs to be, and it just doesn't make any sense to show that off. If you want an example from somebody much more successful than myself, look no further than Jeff Bezos. He adamantly prioritizes getting eight hours of sleep every single day. He says that it is more important to him that he makes good informed decisions as opposed to a higher volume of poor decisions And that's how he decides to run his daily life so that he can run his business. Regardless of how you feel about the guy and how he runs his businesses, he's arguably winning at capitalism. Sleep is also essential in the realm of exercise and physical fitness. Studies have found that people who get a good quality sleep make more progress on fat loss and weightlifting personal records over people doing the exact same exercises on the exact same diet at the same frequency. There are several studies done in recent years that have shown a direct link between sleep and neurological as well as cognitive function. Not getting a good enough sleep hampers the brain's ability to do just about anything and guess what? The brain is responsible for doing pretty much everything. The show Mythbusters did an episode where they did multiple driving tests to compare, and they proved that driving sleep-deprived was even worse than driving drunk. Not allowing your body to achieve that restful state when it needs it really affects your ability to operate at the highest level, and it's not just about the length of sleep. The aspects of a good sleep can be broken up into three factors. Length of sleep the quality or depth of sleep, and circadian rhythms. 
Length is pretty self-explanatory, but the vast majority of the population needs between seven and nine hours of sleep. There are certain exceptions in people that don't need quite as much, but they're pretty rare, so you should expect to aim for at least seven hours. Second, the quality of sleep is broken down into four stages. The first stage is when you're still transitioning between being awake and actually starting to fall asleep. That's kind of that where you're dozing off or drowsy, you're you know waking up, fluttering your eyes, stuff like that. The second stage is when you're actually asleep, where your brain is in that sleep mode and your body is starting to catch up with it. Your body starts to drop the temperature internally as well as slow the heart rate, sinking further into that fully restful regenerative state. The third stage is considered the deepest stage of sleep as the muscles relax, your breathing slows, and your blood pressure drops that's when your body is fully in that zen mode or the recharge mode if you will the fourth and final stage of sleep is primarily known as rem or rapid eye movement sleep this is when your body is already fully relaxed and immobilized as it's well into its recovery cycle but the brain's activity increases causing the more active eye movement and as you may have guessed by now you start dreaming that's when the brain explores its imagination goes through these different processes but the body is fully resting and recharging the ideal quality of sleep spends 20 to 30 minutes of going through the first two stages at the beginning and end of sleep and the rest of it going between stage three and REM sleep you could be asleep for eight or nine hours, but if it was mostly stage one or stage two sleep, you're going to wake up in the morning feeling like garbage. You're not going to feel rested. You won't have the energy you need, and it really feels like you only got four hours of sleep anyways. Having that stage three and stage four sleep in proper segments is essential. The final factor for sleep is what's called circadian rhythms. That is the mind and the body's natural tendency to follow a 24-hour cycle just like the planet does. Our bodies are designed to be tired when it's dark and awake or more alert when it's bright. But unfortunately, with how much more diverse and complicated our daily lives have become as we have evolved as people and as society has evolved, it can be a lot more difficult to maintain that compared to what it was thousands of years ago, as well as the difference in actual length of daytime depending on where you are on the planet and the time of year. Maybe it won't make that much of a difference if you live near the equator, but if you live much farther north like myself, let's go Canada, it has a huge impact, most easily and commonly recognized as seasonal affective disorder or sad where people end up feeling more depressed in the winter or less functional because there's less daylight they're not getting as much of the proper vitamins you get from the sun and what is the treatment of choice for it usually more light the simple act of exposing yourself to bright light in the morning before the sun would normally be up on those shorter days is usually enough to reduce the effects of seasonal affective disorder within a week or two. And then if needed, you can incorporate therapy, any other typical methods of treating depression 
or mental health concerns like that on a more severe level if needed. Maintaining a consistent cycle for sleep within a 24-hour period is a huge factor in sleep quality and your overall well-being. In fact, if you take only one thing from this episode is that it's time to relive your childhood and have a bedtime again. Having a consistent set time to go to bed and wake up every single day significantly improves your ability to reach those deeper stages of sleep, leading to a much more restful sleep period. I would argue it's better to sleep six hours a day on a regulated and consistent basis than nine hours a day, but going to sleep whenever you pass out and then waking up whenever. If you can improve these three factors, I think you'll find an incredible change in your ability to navigate day-to-day life at a much higher level and accomplish more of the things that you want to. Kind of like what Bezos was getting to, it's about doing a better job with the time that we have, not trying to get more of it because ultimately we can't get more time. Now, this information is cool and all, but how do I actually start sleeping better? Well, I already gave you guys the first tip, which is to go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day. And if you find yourself struggling to establish that cycle, then try setting a wake up time that's a little bit earlier than you're used to that you're forcing yourself to stick to. Eventually, your body will start to adapt to that earlier wake up time and will start getting tired earlier as well making establishing that cycle easier, especially when you combine it with these next tips. For example, if you have a habit of staying up until one or two in the morning, say, playing video games or watching Netflix, whatever it is, or you just can't sleep until one or two in the morning, try setting an alarm for 8 a.m. or 7 a.m., whatever it is, earlier than you usually wake up on your own and force yourself to wake up at that time. No sleeping in, no like hitting snooze. You set that time and you wake up to it. Yeah, it sucks at first. It's not fun, but that's a way of forcing your body to adjust that circadian rhythm and reset it. It's a little easier to do it that way as opposed to trying to go to bed at an earlier time because if your body gets used to staying awake, then it's kind of hard to force yourself to go to sleep as opposed to forcing yourself to wake up. Next, turn off or severely limit screen time for at least an hour before bed and keep your phone either in another room or at least at the opposite side of your bed. Another thing you should be doing is your room should ideally be set up as a sleep sanctuary of sorts because our brain, just like I said on the last episode, loves to create patterns and familiarities between things. So if your room is where you're always watching TV or playing video games and you're always doing that, then your brain associates your room, that space with the activity of playing video games or watching TV. Whereas if you set it up so that your bedroom is where you sleep and that's it, then it starts to associate that area with the activity of sleep and it makes your body naturally become more tired as you enter the room or spend time in the room, I should say. So that's the general goal between what you do. So it should ideally be calming to you. If you can have some sort of like 
blackout curtains if you need it the room should be dark should be able to have minimal sounds maybe it's white noise or relaxing music if that's what you need anything along those lines to help establish and reframe how your brain associates your room with your life but the screens especially need to go the blue light that screens emit really messes with our brain's ability to maintain a circadian rhythm and it tricks it into thinking that it's still daytime so it shouldn't be tired yet forcing you to stay awake longer than you need to be a lot of devices now have a blue light filter that helps a lot with that and you can even buy special glasses that eliminate blue light altogether but it's still recommended to turn the tv off and maybe spend a little bit of time reading, maybe it's meditating or puzzles of some variety, any sort of low physical activity without a screen. Reading or puzzles such as crosswords or Sudoku are also really helpful because they engage your brain, requiring more focus and keeping it from lingering on things from earlier in the day and tiring it out, making it easier to transition into sleep. Another thing is, you should try to avoid eating within three hours of going to bed, especially if it is a heavier meal full of carbs like pasta. It takes your body time and energy to process that food. And if it's trying to do that while you're sleeping, it keeps the body from going fully into its resting state, keeping you from getting this rest that you need. It leaves you tossing and turning, even waking throughout the night to go to the bathroom or dealing with indigestion. Your body naturally starts slowing down and unwinding as your brain falls asleep. And it can't do that if it's trying to digest food because that is a very active process of the body. It may not feel like it because you're able to go about your day while you're digesting food because it is kind of a background process, but it's a more demanding one that prevents your body from fully going into that relaxed state. So stay away from the late night snacks. If it's a common issue for you, then you might want to try eating a larger dinner or reassess your eating habits. I'll try and cover that in another episode soon because you're only hurting yourself. I'll also quickly mention caffeine. Really try to avoid consuming caffeine within five hours of going to bed. Of course, it's meant to help keep you awake. We know that that's what it's there for but it also affects your body and your ability to sleep long after you feel it affecting you or think that it's affecting you. If you have coffee, even at like one or two in the afternoon, that can easily make it that much harder for you to fall asleep that evening. Meditating or working in some sort of meditative style practice as you wind down for sleep can help your body relax and get into those deeper sleep states faster and easier as well. Anything that involves focusing on a basic repetition or pattern after you close your eyes, such as saying sleep in your head over and over or counting your breath to 10 and repeating, even the age old adage counting sheep as silly as it sounds helps lull your mind after you close your eyes and ease into its rest state. If you're having a particularly tough time falling asleep, whether you're stressed out about something going on in your life at the time or you just aren't quite able to shut your mind down then some extra measures you can try are using lavender either directly as an oil or adding it into a diffuser lavender naturally slows the central nervous system and aids the body in relaxing and falling asleep 
you can also try using some form of melatonin or cannabis more specifically cbd based products and i should specify i live in canada so it's legal here personally i prefer cannabis based products as they tend to be a little more effective for me and have less negative side effects for my personal case anyways i find that when i take melatonin i always end up feeling groggy in the morning even if i get like a full eight hours of sleep it just doesn't seem to make that much of a difference for me but everybody's body reacts differently to melatonin or cannabis so i strongly recommend talking to an expert about it before trying to use either and finding what's best for you and they should both only be emergency or last resorts to help you fall asleep neither one is meant to be a crutch that you can depend on daily to help you fall asleep but they should be perfectly fine in a pinch or on occasion, especially if you need to reset that circadian rhythm. That's about all I've got for you guys on that topic, but I hope it helps a lot and I hope it helps you lay a solid foundation for you to seize the day. Now sleep tight and go cultivate your greatness. Just a quick extra note here. I would like to apologize. I feel like I have been letting you guys down as of late. Uh, I got caught in the trap of feeling a little burnt out working two jobs and trying to maintain this, but ultimately I realized I'm not doing this for me. I'm trying to do this to help others and help you guys get better information as I work to you know, improve myself and benefit from researching and working on all these things and forcing myself to be more accountable. So starting this week i'm going to get back on the weekly releases and i'm not going to be making excuses you're going to be getting some form of podcast every single week i'm going to start next week's episode is going to be all about accountability and time management as well as consistency because i know that's something that i have been falling short on for you guys so i feel like the best way to get back on that and hold myself accountable is to make an episode about that and help research and address some strategies to help do that because if i'm giving you guys that information that means that i'm finding that information for myself and forcing myself to absorb it and stick with it so that's going to be the next episode and i'm going to make sure i'm back on top of this for you guys because you guys deserve better and that's what I'm here doing it for. Thank you for giving me some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it, subscribe on Spotify, and let me know if there's any other questions or topics you'd like me to talk about so I can help more people take steps towards becoming their best selves. You can connect with me on Facebook at my name, Eldon McDowell, Instagram at garden period of period EDN and I will have a website up soon at gardenofedn.com to allow for more direct interaction. Stay tuned as I'm going to be bringing you more content every single week giving you quality information and interviews to hopefully help inspire you to start cultivating your greatness. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you again soon.